Yo, I'm Chad, and I'm totally alone for this episode. Yeah, man! Hey, dudes. Uh, so, instead of having a total bye week because Eric couldn't make it because of extenuating circumstances, I'm going to uh, poison the well by uh, slapping this on you. So, uh, I've been listening to an amazing podcast. It's called fantasy fiction and every week they deliver uh, a brand new uh, piece of what seemingly like really terrible yet really awesome uh, fiction uh, that they've drawn up based on like a couple props and they base it in like some kind of D&D world uh, it's amazing it's awesome and I'm nowhere near their league but uh, to kind of pay tribute and to do something um, by myself <laughs> Because Eric's not here to drop his amazing Captain America review on you. Um, I have written some really bad video game fan fiction, and I'm going to share it with you. Now, way back in the day, uh, on the Commodore 64, Eric and I played many, many games. And we got a lot of bootlegged uh, Commodore 64 games because it's really easy to uh, pirate that stuff on floppies. Uh, and so we'd never have, like, the manual or like the back of the uh, the box to know the full story for the game. So we had to like, you know, make up a lot of stuff in our minds. So this story that I'm about to tell you, this horrible, terrible, <laughs> purposely bad uh, story that I'm going to unleash on you uh, is, is kind of based on, uh, you know, our imaginations of the time. And it's really uh, actually kind of filthy and naughty. Uh, fair warning. So without further ado... <clears throat> one man, one fist, one face, Karatika, aka Karatika. <clears throat> Deep in the loins of the dark dungeons of Emperor Katana Bladenshire a.k.a. Akuma, the world's only Japanese-Irish hobbit emperor who also happened to deal illegal weapons, but not drugs, much like his idols Ken and Ryu from the 1990s classic film Street Fighter. Anyway, in the opposite of light dungeons, the badass emperor found his new groove, Princess Mariko. His kidnapped bride-to-be was dressed in skin-tight white, which matched her white hair and other white features that sort of accentuated and somehow masked how totally slamming she was in a super hot way. Surrounded by hundreds of masked ninja warriors holding fucking swords like dicks because it was a metaphor for banging, the hot yet totally bummed princess limped to the center of what was surely to be a gigantic fucking orgy with her on the cover of the inevitable VHS porno remembrance tape. Mariko looked up at the terrifying emperor whose ancient armor and incredibly awesome Destro mask told her he wasn't fucking around. With one quick motion, a motion too quick for mortal warriors, the Emperor pointed to the back-back dungeon, the one that stank of manjasm, workout sweat, and vulture shit. Mariko nodded and slowly plodded into the room, savoring every nanosecond that she wasn't totally being gangbanged by a ninja army. Suddenly... The door slammed shut behind Mariko and she collapsed in the floor in the heap of hotness. 
she was saved by the appearance of an intruder arriving onto the island. Seven stories straight up gangster. A hidden alarm that had triggered one of the many tiny alarm bells inside Emperor Kitana Bladenshire's awesome mask. Remember, this was the 1800s, so there wasn't any crazy technology or nothing. He literally had thousands of miles of wires hidden along the entire island that attached to little bells in his ancient ass mask. The mask once belonged to an ancient hobbit who slew a dragon by shooting an arrow into an unprotected patch of his dragon balls, which were the size of three small villages that smelled like gold, baby gold. The dragon had flown to the dragon doctor, and while they were debating how to dislodge the arrow from his genitals, the hobbit had stolen the sword, all the dragon's gold, and the virginity of the dragon's half-dragon, half-female ninja warrior, Ninjana Dragon. The unnamed hero climbed out of the ocean, brushed his white turban off, and started to walk toward the enemy base with a manly stride that screamed, I have a dick, and I will stick it into the first thing to come across. He also wore a pimptastic white ninja suit, which was exactly what all the people on the island he was going to kill wore too. Now, there must have been a mega sale at the ninja store, but there wasn't a buy one get one free on sweet ninja masks when the hero bought his awesome white gi, because that would have helped him sneak in unnoticed and not get into any fights whatsoever. Instead, he faced a never-ending single-file line of masked ninjas that looked stronger and tougher with every guy. Looking down the line, the nameless hero said, You all look like an assembly line of Barbie dolls, and hyper-kicked the first ninja's face into another dimension. Holy monkey balls! cried the next ninja right before the hero clad in white kicked him so hard in the balls that both testicles traveled up his body and popped out his eyes smashing two sets of spheres out of the mask and into his hands he twirled them for a second like david bowie from the labyrinth before passing out and when his body hit the ground it exploded because that's what happens when your balls get kicked out I'm hungry, the hero grunted cockily as he smashed his stone-like fist into the stomach of the next ninja who had just downed a chicken hero, Caesar salad, and three liters of Mountain Dew. I'll have this meal to go, the hero cried as he picked up the ninja, holding the stomach hole he had just created over his open mouth. The partially digested food dribbled down into his mouth, and some of it got on his face, but he licked that shit right off like it was melty ice cream on a waffle cone. Then he ripped the ninja in half and held his bleeding torso up against his muscular hero ass. The ninja was in unbearable agony, but was thinking something like, Wow, he must work out, right before the hero farted onto his head so hard that four generations of his dead ancestors felt it and smelled like shit up in ninja heaven. Oh, fucking gross, the other dead people said and waved their invisible hands around like it might be corporal enough to move gas. The ninjas clad in white, with ever-increasing strength and health, came upon the advancing hero who popped them all like whiteheads on a teenager's sweaty unibrow. My god! One of them shrieked. He has the constitution of a vending machine! The hero grabbed the ninja's neck and casually squeezed it until his head popped off with a whimsical boing sound. Constitution? 
He kicked the ninja's body straight up into the upper atmosphere without giving a fuck. Never heard of it. Suddenly something that was not a ninja tore into the hero's pretty man face and caused him to scream like a little girl at a birthday party. He looked up to see a goddamn vulture-looking bird thing taking a shit while flowing away. The dark brown bird of prey disappeared into the island's red ornate Asian castle. A long gray streak of bird shit filled with mice bones and broken beer bottles sprayed everywhere. The hero touched the penis-shaped scar that the bird had cut into his cheek and frowned. Hard! He curled his right fist into an even bigger fist and popped a revenge boner. The doors of the Asian castle flew open and the hero stepped inside. Another long row of ninjas, each stronger and cooler looking than the last, awaited him. The hero, pat, the hero backed his fist up and prepared to kick the living fuck out of anything that moved. It's Karateka time, he growled. Deep down in the dungeons of the Asian castle, the scantily clad Princess Mariko was practicing her family's secret one-hit kill technique, the Nut Cruncher, when a sudden sound broke her concentration. Over at the Iron Gate door stood the massive shadow of General Emperor Kitana Bladenshire. He knew that his fucking ninjas were worthless and that the white-turbaned hero would soon reach his secret lair. Through the wicked-looking mask that was forged from dragon toenails and orphan bones, his probably Asian, Asian face contorted in a look that would kill a snake dead. The princess looked down from his mask to something gigantic poking through the bars. At first, she thought it was his goddamn wang hanging out like a perv, but then she realized in horror that was it was a big brown bird taking a shit in her dungeon. It looked at her evilly and started saying mean things like, Your mama never loved you, rock! And, All of your friends are going bowling, but you aren't invited, rock! After an awkward ten minutes of the bird shitting and trying to insult her unsuccessfully like a drunk comedy show heckler, both the emperor and the bird disappeared. Upstairs, the hero's white uniform was totally clean, but the walls, ceiling, windows, and floor of the Asian castle were totally covered in ninja guts. Masks, intestines, and buttholes were strewn about like candy popped out of a piñata. The hero approached the stairs leading downstairs, but at the last moment leaped backwards just as a giant pair of metal jaws snapped down and crunched a ninja skull in two. Every time the hero approached, the metal jaws slammed down, blocking his descent into the hot ass princess into the hot ass princess dungeon level. A menacing Kaka asshole sounded from the basement below, and it pissed the nameless hero right the hell off. He lashed out in frustration and kicked his right leg right into the invisible ghost man that was operating the metal jaws. Uh, the penitent man just kicked your ass, the hero shouted, curb-stomping the ghost into 100 miniature ghosts who scurried off in every direction on the stone floor. Wait, you can't pass, said the metal jaws, which were magic. 
The hero flicked a double-barreled fuck you and walked confidently down the stairs into the dungeon level below. Shit! All the ninjas on the bottom floor said at the same time. The hero karate chopped a ninja in half diagonally, spilling his guts and sending two pieces of his heart into the next room. Another ninja held up a large white scoring card with the number 10 on it while all the other ninjas applauded. Oh, he's like the greatest ninja who ever lived, said one ninja as he was being picked up by the skin on his forehead. The hero's fist hit him a million times in one second, and blood suddenly erupted everywhere, coating the entire basement level in gore and splashing a big number 11 onto an empty scorecard. The remaining ninjas applauded, cried, hugged each other, and then committed ritual death by watching too much porn in the next room. The hero swatted down some walls and faced his greatest enemy, the goddamn shit-covered vulture. It flew into the room, taunting, taunting him with insults that fat people taught him while it was locked in a pet store cage years ago before it had murdered the store owner, robbed the place, and stole a cruise ship. I'm gonna shit on your grave, rock! the evil avian cried. Where you're going, you won't need graves, the hero retorted with a sneer. What does that even mean? Oh, fuck! The white turban unrolled and turned into a deadly towel whip curled around the bird's legs and the vulture slammed into the ground. The hero raised his right leg 90 degrees into the air and as he brought his foot down in a devastating axe kick, it was so fast that his foot caught fire and turned into a flaming meteor of pain slash justice. The vulture exploded, and a gray outline was all that remained of the only creature to even touch the hero. In the next room, the emperor assumed the ancient battle stance that gave him plus 10 damage to motherfucking princess saving hero types. The hero's white hair flapped around in a foul breeze as the young man and his deathly smelling farts entered the second to last room. Not bad muttered the giant armor-wearing emperor. But what do you think about this? The emperor sprang forward in slow motion and drop-kicked the hero right in the sternum, breaking off that little sharp part uh, on the end that they tell you not to fuck with in CPR class. The hero didn't even have time to say, Oh, my freaking lungs! As the speedy emperor ran around him like the flash so quickly that a hurricane formed around the hero and lifted him up into the air. A boot to the hero's back finished the combo and he crumpled like a rag doll into the corner of the room. My grandpappy taught me that one, the emperor said proudly. It's a secret technique. Hurricane on your face, no jitsu. Zip. He unzipped his pants and pissed on the hero's lifeless corpse when a slow, sarcastic-sounding clap came from across the room. A ninja entered and quickly ripped his mask off. Bullshit! screamed the emperor, his wang shrinking back into his pants in fear. It was the hero. I switched places with one of your henchmen in the last room. I kinda had to take a shit, so uh, I hope I didn't miss anything. Ah, ballsack biting gopher dogs, 
the emperor lamented, squeezing his fist so hard that he split his metal gauntlets in two. Ugh, I can only do that move once per day! The hero assumed his special gonna-kick-your-face-off stance, and the fight of the century began. Both sides landed blows and ran, ran around the room, wailing on each other so quickly that no mortal man could follow what was actually happening. It would look like squiggles and the occasional pew-pew-pew-pew-pew-pew-pew. Finally, the hero slowed down to regular speed and super-kicked the emperor right in the face, cracking his mask in two. Each warrior had one little arrow of health left. Whoever landed the last move would win. The mask fell into two pieces onto the ground. Uh, Dad? Son? Oh my god, it's you, Dad! Both men walked forward, arms outstretched for a hug. Oh, but son, I thought I killed you when you were five and you wouldn't shut up about ice cream and I was kind of tired that day. Nah, Dad, I was only faking it. I went off and pursued my dream of becoming the greatest ninja in the world. In the next room, the princess, waiting for anybody to come and open the door, was surprised to see both men kick it down and stand before her. Eiffel Tower, Dad. Fucking finger cuffs all the way, son. The end. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to my awful Karataka fan fiction. If you like that, well, please let me know. Uh, it was a lot of fun to make. And once again, um, Fantasy Fiction, they're an amazing podcast, and I'm just totally just ripping off their uh, amazingness. Um, yeah, we're the Jumpman Podcast. We're usually a weekly video game slash movie slash comic slash whatever podcast. Uh, we're definitely going to be with you next week, so come check us out on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com, RageQuickCast.com, our home over at JumpmanPodcast.com. We're on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and uh, like I said, if you like this, if you didn't like it, either way, uh, sh- give us a shout out on Facebook. We are the Jumpman Podcast. Uh, thanks so much again, and uh, yeah, see you next week. Jumpman Engage. Your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.